Welcome to HIPAA Talk. Total HIPAA Compliance, host of this podcast, helps insurance agents, employers who offer health plans, business associates, and healthcare providers complete the required HIPAA documentation and training through our HIPAA Prime service. In this podcast, Rob McDonald, VP Customer Solutions for Vertru, a data protection company, talks with Jason Karn, Chief Compliance Officer for Total HIPAA. In today's podcast, Jason and Rob discuss that HIPAA does not require email encryption, but this important tool is the only logical solution for safely transmitting ePHI. Why should a company use email encryption? Well, it's a good question, right? And email encryption is a term that means a lot of different things, and I think we'll dig into that a bit. But email, whether we like it or not, uh, is is here to stay, and it will be used as a primary mode of communication, period. And because of that, when you use that communication channel to conduct business both for sensitive and um, non-sensitive data, you open yourself up to attack surface area or just accidental, and that causes a number of things that uh, email encryption is to solve for. You know, one is reputation. Whenever you're allowing your employees and even empowering them to use email to communicate because it is easier to communicate with recipients. You're opening yourself up for what could be potentially sharing information that is that is embarrassing to your reputation because you're saying to your, your customers that you're protecting that data. So email encryption gives you a way to protect, right? So using a tool that your employees will use is, a, is, is you and the stakeholders of your, your business that your reputation matters, which clearly it does. It's so much harder to rebuild a reputation than it is to retain it. Uh-huh. Much like it's easier to retain a customer than it is to get a new one, right? Right. Reputation is important. So I think when you think of email encryption, that's an important thing that's non-technical, email encryption. In line with the regulatory requirements of HIPAA um, and PCI, is stewardship. I've agreed responsibility, this important information, um, and with that stewardship comes the ability of ensuring that you are staying up information, security, and best practices of the current era. In this current era, encryption is a required uh, vehicle uh, and required control to protect content. Uh, encryption today is uh, tantamount to just allowing uh, or have access to all of your belongings, leaving your front door open or allowing them to come in and uh, peruse without any access control or uh, oversight. That is what it is today, right? So today just comes the requirement for encryption. And I know you guys uh, speak to this a lot, right? Some uh, baseline requirements for encrypting and securing data that you are responsible for. Right. Well, the HIPAA actually, like, and this is this is one of those sticky points, and uh, that people always say. Well, they say, well, HIPAA doesn't actually say you have to encrypt the data, but what HIPAA does say is you need to do a full risk assessment, and then you'll determine whether encryption is appropriate for you or not. And I will say, as as I've done, you know, thousands of compliance plans here, is that I have yet to have somebody give me a compelling reason why they shouldn't encrypt their information. Right. I, I think a way to sanity check that, uh, yeah. because I get that I get that a lot too, Jason, and I and I agree. 
you know, I, I want to say that fiscal responsibility important as doing everything in the, under the sun uh, from a security perspective because you can't, right? You have to make a right. decision. Right. It requires you to review uh, the current uh, threat environment of your industry. And when you look today, um, threat models in place and the uh, threats that are not just possible but likely, that is really where you start saying, okay, we really have to protect that data, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, honestly, I don't see a way around it. It just it makes good business sense and it makes it's common sense because it's it's not like you know with a modern processor, it's not going to slow your computer down. Uh, they're they're built to handle encryption, and you know it just it it makes sense. It, and it, we always say it's that get out of jail free card when it comes to HIPAA because if you have information that's released and it is in an encrypted format without the password or without the key involved. Uh, attached with it, then you don't have to report that as a breach. That's considered data that's unusable. Right. I love that you brought that up um, because if I go back, you know, five uh, to eight years, full disk encryption to protect your email with a tool like Virtues or or other email encryption platforms to be able to do that in a way that was cost effective. It, it, it just we couldn't have the conversation. Uh, but today. Um, if you can do that, if I if I said to you, you can do something uh, to protect your data in a way that if someone stole your laptop, you wouldn't have to report that, mm-hmm. right? Imagine um, having that kind of insurance uh, for your organization. That that is really invaluable, right? I, I think it's key. It's one of those. To me, it's a no-brainer. And you're right. I, I remember. Well, I guess it was. Yeah, it was about four years ago. I got in a conversation with a with a IT a vendor, which I don't think I, which I haven't had since. And I think the the stance has changed. You know, we were talking about doing full disk encryption. And this is back, uh, you know, I think we were at the tail end of Microsoft Seven. You know, we look at Windows Seven, and you're looking at potentially Windows Eight was coming out, and we were talking about full disk encryption for PCs and this and the. Um, the vendor actually rebelled and said, hey, I've got these tools where I can go sector by sector and retrieve information off of the disk. And I said, well, that's what backups are for. Um, so instead of trying to go back and get the information, because he said the encryption essentially renders his tools un- unusable. And I said, well, I'd rather that the tool be unusable and we just get, the, we get a snapshot of the data that we backed up versus having an unencrypted drive, because we've seen some massive fines come out of that uh, when, when devices are lost. Oh, for sure. I mean, you go through that data discovery uh, exercise that we were, you and I were talking about earlier. You start to imagine, you start, you start to realize very quickly on how many different computers that you didn't realize it before, right? right. Or if you go through sanitization uh, processes, you realize, oh, geez, we're not even purging this in these locations because this we we didn't even know it was here, right? So so let's just protect your data as it is in these data stores, and, and that problem that was brought up. Uh, to you, you know, a couple of years ago, that I mean, that was valid. I, I understand the technology has gotten to a point where the ease of use is there, the ability to monitor it and report on it is there. That's critical, right? Like you can turn right. on a re- report on compliance. I mean, you can't report on the fact that those are encrypted. Um, it's really difficult, right? So that has gotten so much easier today, and I think that's really important. And and to your point, encryption is 
protecting future version of your company, right? So when you send data out into the ethos, into the ether, right? Now you store it with right. some email provider. Okay, you may you may not have a threat vector today, but that data is going to be there in five years, eight years, ten years. It gives you the most reasonable opportunity today to future uh, to to have a future facing security position that is safe for your company, right? People right. have to think about where is that data going to be, and can I spend a bit of money and time today to protect that? And if the answer is yes to that should do it and that, these are my recommendations today to people that ask me because the cost has gotten very affordable and it does give you a way to protect that content um, into the future yeah I mean the affordable side I think is really important getting in on this even you know five years ago was was considerably higher than it is now and but the the potential for loss and not and I you know we I talk about this a lot when I when I speak out in public is it's not just about the loss of you know you know we're not talking just about HHS coming after you or the state attorney general we're talking about your clients and clients if you have to go to a client or to a patient and say hey I'm sorry I our systems were compromised we lost your information. Uh, you know, studies have shown that you get, you you can expect about a fifty percent attrition rate. So the question is, can you afford fifty percent of your client base moving away from you or leaving you, or is it better to pay the you know five ten dollars a month per user? Uh, you know, what's what's the better outcome there? And that that's a conversation we have a lot too. Is that those barriers sometimes are so low that it just it's a no brainer. It's a, it needs to be part of a budget that uh, formulate that that you know of that reasonable budget. Um, that you know that just makes sense. Oh, I, and I think I think that's right. I mean, I think you know when it's a problem, it's across the board. So I know um, I know you guys really help people think through uh, this thought process where you start assigning some potential risk value to uh, a potential uh, a threat, and that that's critical, right? Without that framework, you can't think about these things from that perspective. Uh, but it's true. Today we have the hard data. The hard data is that these things happen. And when they happen, we have um, some feedback about what percentage of organizations were ready for it um, and had some kind of protections for it. So it's no longer uh, an extrapolation. It's no longer uh, an estimation. We have really hard facts today of the, the, the trend of these types of risk of uh, successful um, attacks and exfiltration opportunities so you can really make as uh, um, a financial steward of your organization you can make very educated decisions today against your budget to protect this and i know you guys really help your, your customers with that so I, I really applaud you for that because that's the hardest thing to wrap your mind around forget about the technology for a second if you can't wrap your mind around those business decisions how can you be expected to make a decision on the technology right yeah well thank you very much and yeah that is that is something we talk a lot about with our clients and, and, and try to try to help them understand that uh, that this is this is something that they need to do, but also you know leverage a lot of the tools they already have. Um, you know, really look and say, hey, these are things you have that you may not be using. Let's leverage this to help to you know help with that you know situation that we're dealing with. You know, whether it's 
uh, how we're as we were talking about file sharing or transmitting information to inside a company. How do we make sure that everybody's working on the same versions? Those kinds of things is that uh, we try to help with those business processes so that they're ingrained so they don't become a hurdle. That, that you know somebody just says screw it, I'm just going to email this document to somebody unencrypted because it's easier. You know, you want to make it so that there's really a process that's protecting that information and making sure that uh, that you can control that what's going on with that information, which is really quite important. It is extremely important. And through, you know, we were talking earlier about that awareness program. Very easy for employees to view security separate from their job role, right? Their their job role is to um, um, to code and abstract uh, this um, this uh, chart. Their job is to drop bills. Their job is to uh, process uh, um, patient intake, right? That's their job, right? They don't. Right. They get to a hurdle where they have so much volume to do today. They might look for a way to get their primary job done, and that might not be what's best for security. I mean, through that cultural change, it's starting to view all these other things we've been talking about, why security is important, why security is a part of your job, and why uh, complying with it actually adds value to the business, and adding value to the business helps you, the employee who has invested your time in this company, it helps you in the long term because it makes your company more viable, right? That right. whole conversation is really important. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think one more point I wanted to bring up about email encryption, if you don't mind, is yeah. um, um, you don't have, uh, you don't utilize an email encryption platform. And so even, even some email encryption platforms don't give you this. So it's important to, to, to take a deeper look at who you're, who you're using and how you're using it. So I've sent that data, right? Well, being able to pull back access or to set a finite period of access for that data is a great way to mitigate a threat or an exfiltration of that data. So if you know, for example, you're working with another business partner and you only, they only need access to this data for two weeks, instead of just giving it to them forever, being able to control that content even after you send it, or revoking access. The, the ability to do that is so powerful. Um, or if you send a data out to find out that that organization has been breached, going in and being able to revoke and remove access to that data immediately is so powerful um, that it's hard to put uh, a value to that because once you've had a situation where you need it, not having it becomes a major issue, right? So control some email encryption gives you as well. Yeah, and that, that actually speaks to HIPAA uh, because of the access controls. This is part of the requirement is being able to say, hey, you know, a manager needs certain access that, uh, you know, that an individual may not need. Um, and being able to restrict that access or change those access levels as needed is quite important. So having that power something back and say, okay, you only needed this access for a limited amount of time and now you don't need this anymore is 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 really important. Yeah. Set that up front instead of having to build a system that has to remind you to go in and remove it later, right? <laughs> How right would it be to set that policy and that contract initially, right? When you first uh, get, uh, granted access, right? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. We hope you enjoyed this installment of HIPAA Talk. If you have any questions you'd like to communicate with our experts, you can find us on Twitter 
at Toto Hippa, our website, www.totohippa.com, or email us directly at info at totohippa.com.